the Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com slash business. Now this week we're going to do it slightly differently on Red Business because we're going to talk to people who are from very different spheres but have come together and we're going to talk about how they came together and how they're going on. But they're they're interesting characters to say the very least and we say hello and you're very welcome to Red Business to Will Sliney and to his wife Laura Jean. How are you both? Very good. Thanks very, very good. much for having us. Good. That's good. Don't look so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be concerned about. Uh, let's talk, first of all, before we get to the business of business, with how you guys met Laura Jean. Where, where did you come across this man? Um, I met him in the wonderful Crane Lane on a random Tuesday night in the middle of December. And, so no, um, nothing more to it than that. It was just an average night Nothing too out. much. Gave him a few little smirks and he eventually <laughs> plucked up the courage to come over to me with a big smile on his face. And it was, yeah, from there... Went happily ever after. You you were easily won over. Just a few smirks. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not willing to give any more information. I, I, <laughs> no. I know to it interest. Um. Then, at what point did you strike up the conversation and and ask? Ah, well, what do you do? Um, I. It was definitely the first night. It was uh like it, it's always a weird thing for me when someone asks what I do anyway. But if it's a you know, if it's a girl that I'm starting to date or something, you, you want to make sure that they they don't think that you're a comic book guy out of The Simpsons or something like that, you know. So you try to make sure that they get that it's a real job before you kind of explain it. And, and when you heard Laura Jean, I, I draw for comic books. Yeah. What was your first I had no idea. I had no experience in that field. And I'll never forget the first time even calling up to his house and all you see the minute you go in the door is these massive Star Wars posters and everything. And to anyone that knows me, that was as far away from what I would have been interested growing up as you can get. So it took a while, like, but it, it's so interesting. And then when you see him kind of doing it, it's just, it's it's so different. It's really cool. Were you afraid that you were after coming across some massive nerd <laughs> who, who was just masquerading yeah, behind a beard? I think my sister was more afraid. <laughs> I think she had a little bit of a doubt as in... Hmm, yeah, and like, oh, what the hell is this guy? In Fifty Shades of Grey, he's got his dungeon where his mind is like, take a look at my dolls, my toys, and Star Wars figures. And is there many Star Wars figures? Do you have a lot of them? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I have a few. The collection is growing day by day. <laughs> like I have, I like working from home. I have a studio, and I definitely decorate that room with all of the kind of comic book stuff. But I do try and keep it to just one room now. Like you know, I don't want to. I don't want the whole house looking like a comic book shop, you know. That's yeah, only because he doesn't want people playing with his <laughs> is, he, is he one of those guys, like, if it's in its original packaging, that's the no, most important thing? No, he's not that bad. He's no. not that bad, no. So, look, let's talk about your, your career, Will, at, and how it started out, because you, from a very young age, obviously, you could draw. Um, yeah, like, I, I was always interested in it. I wasn't necessarily, like, uh, the kid that only did art. Like, I was into everything else, like, you know, sports and, and whatever, and movies and the whole lot. But, um... But uh, like I guess it was something that I really started targeting as an actual career when I was inside in college when I actually realised you could get a job drawing comic books. And where did you go to college? Uh, I studied multimedia in CIT, so not far from here. And um, I did, like, it basically was kind of a, a broad enough course, but I really, when I was doing it, I really started to realise that the illustration stuff was what I really enjoyed doing. Uh, and I just started turning every kind of college project I had into something kind of comic book related so that at the end of the four years, I'd come out with a, a portfolio to, you know, try and start getting jobs in that industry. But that was difficult because mm. I'd imagine there's a lot of people who wanted to yeah. be an artist, never mind one who draws Spider-Man, yeah. which yeah. presumably you were a big fan of when you were a kid. Yeah, and I, and I didn't really know 
like how to go about it either so I just kind of googled or it was probably Ask Jeeves back then or something um, <laughs> uh, Comic Con and uh, and San Diego Comic Con is the biggest so that was the first one that came up so so I basically took out a loan uh, flew halfway around the world to San Diego with a portfolio uh, to get told like you know oh you're crap go away and practice again and I just kind of morale building stuff. You know, <laughs> I know. Starting well, out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like there, there is a lot of rejection at the start, but at the same time, like you're encouraged to keep learning and keep practicing your stuff. And uh, over the course of many years, I broke into the industry. And you got in not just into the industry, but in with the big guns, with Marvel, who own not just Spider-Man, but all the series, Captain America. Yeah. The whole lot. Yeah. Like they, they were always the goal. Now, now, it didn't happen straight away. Even when I was working in comics, I was still like I was working with other, other companies for years beforehand and kind of climbing the ladder in terms of uh, the profile of the project I was on, you know. So like so like I started off uh, doing like some small local local press comics in Ireland, which led to local press gigs in, in the UK, which led to like a, a small enough one in in America and like each time you're getting a step higher up in the ladder and your stuff is more visible and hopefully it's improving as well and it was just a case of uh, like eventually getting good enough to work for well, you You weren't the only guy drawing and you're not the only guy who draws Spider-Man so how do you like stand out from the other guys is there like, have you got a little bit of rivalry going on going your man Spider-Man now has an extra finger or something I don't <laughs> in like terms that. of like the people that work for Marvel or, yeah 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 like, well like like the one thing about comic book art is like if, if you showed me any comic book and, and, and most readers as well they'd be able to tell which artist drew it straight away just from the style everyone has their own kind of distinctive style and like so, I'm I'm working in the Spider Office at the moment on a, a particular Spider-Man title, but th- there are some some titles ha- might have rotating artists. Some titles, uh, like th- there are there are a few different Spider-Men at the moment. There's Spider Woman. There's like Spider Gwen. Um, so there's there's room for lots of artists in there, and like you wouldn't necessarily be. It it has always been a very kind of a, a collaborative industry. Like I get I'd know a lot of the artists now and stuff, and uh, like like you learn from their stuff rather than kind of being a rival with them, I would uh, say. There's, there's a spider office. I mean, that that's yeah. after, so that's just like an office for the Spider-Men people. Yeah, like when you... The spider whole, people, if you Spider will. people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you go into, like, uh, Marvel is based over in, in Times Square or close enough to Times Square and, like, their offices are, are definitely done up to impress because they bring in a lot of the the movie actors and stuff when they sign them and things like that and they show them around like there's the Hulk room the Thor room etc like like they've, they have great stories inside there there was a, a meeting going on in the Iron Man room one day and Robert Downey Jr. just burst in and t- told everyone to get out of my room like you know so uh, <laughs> so it's 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 cool inside there and yeah each 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 like club of books will have a different like head editor and like most of my work has been inside in the spider office. Again, Laura Jean, uh, this is all a bit mad, isn't it? I mean, when you weren't into it, <laughs> you, did, you, did you read Spider-Man? Did you even go to see the films? Did you know about Before your... I met Will. Yeah. Um, well, I'd seen a few of those Marvel films, but maybe if it was only because what we wanted to see wasn't available or booked out, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I know, I do, I love okay, start, it now. Starting at a low base, <laughs> I grant you that, yeah. I do love it now and I love going to the films and stuff and even like the Comic-Cons, I try and go with Will when I can. Um, and what do you make of the fact that, that, that when he's there then, I mean, I've seen this, I remember I was at a shopping centre in 
I think it was Man Point actually. Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. there was a little comicy con thing going on, and like everyone else is there going, "Oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I've drawn this guy. He's got a big arse." And uh, <laughs> then the queue for Will was out the door. Yeah. I mean, is it weird to, to see uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just a bit jealous, though, do you? Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. All right. All right. You're all right. I'll deal with it. Well, you got married. <laughs> Give anyway. him his moment. <laughs> you got married recently enough, didn't you? Yeah. And your wedding was a little bit different, was it? A little bit. We just wanted to make it fun. That was kind of our main aim. We were saying like, um, just to try and have a few little things in there during the day that would be kind of just really fun. A few little surprises for the guests, you know, just to make it a little. So bit what did you what did you do to make it different? Tell us about your shoes. Oh my shoes! I got them custom made on Etsy.com, which is brilliant. If any bride is looking for something a little bit different, it's just a catalogue of designers worldwide, and basically anything you could dream up wanting for your wedding is on Etsy. There's someone making it, or they will make it. And um, so it was this woman who was making Marvel shoes, just designing, wrapping kind of comics around the shoe and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I got on to her to see if she could do Spider-Man ones for me and told her kind of why I wanted them. So she was delighted to do it. So you had um, Spider-Man shoes on your wedding? Yeah, I had really nice blue and red Spider-Man shoes. Uh, yeah. did, you, did you know that, Will? Or did you see uh, them? She showed me when we were up in the altar. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best place you can. And there was caricatures as well. Did you manage to do caricatures? Yeah. Um, I, you weren't working on the wedding day now, were you? No, we, we kind of, well, I came up with an idea like about a year before really. Um to, you know the way you have your wedding favour and there's like something little small on the table or something so we decided to draw all of the guests which I didn't realise how much of a mammoth task it would be until I was about a quarter of the way through it but I couldn't kind of stop then uh, that's what we did so when when we uh, when everyone was in the reception area we gave out everyone basically we I drew everybody coloured them all in and um, we printed them out life size like it was a mask so it gave everyone like a little handheld mask of themselves so wow. it was a bit of fun uh, but I kind of realised halfway through it, 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 it was a way of potentially personally offending every single guest. Yeah, caricatures are <laughs> tricky because you don't want to, you, you accentuate with caricatures prominent <laughs> I features. I tried to make them all look better anyway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Because, you know, big noses get bigger, big ears get bigger and all that. Yeah, there's a double-edged sword. Uh, we had our wedding panel in uh, with us recently. I think you would have known a lot of, like you, you Christine, I yeah. think, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who was with Creations. They, I asked them the question, which is the obvious question. You know, when you go to a wedding, do you enjoy it? Because they work at weddings the whole time. Yeah. As do you, and we'll talk about yeah. your business now as a wedding singer. Do you? I mean, you enjoyed your own wedding. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, that's your day. But mm. because you go to so many of them, do you enjoy them? Absolutely. It's different when you're there as a guest. Like, yeah, I love them. Sure, we were so excited even for his cousin got married a month after us, and we were so so excited to go go to a wedding again after our own. You know, so yeah, it's different. You're you're in business mode when you're doing the weddings, but when you're there as a guest, sure, you know, it's your friends you're going to or your family member or something. So it is different. And. You're a business as a wedding singer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, when did you first realize? Well, hang on a second. I actually my pair of lungs on me here that I can use, <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe there's there's a way of monetizing this. Um, well, I used to always i I always sang as a kid or whatever in choirs and the usual and all that kind of thing. And then I decided to go to UCC to study music. Um, I kind of didn't have a clue what I wanted to do from there, but got myself into a good few little bands through that and realized I loved performing, just wanted to be on the stage. Um, and from there, then I would have always done kind of 
the kind of band thing took over and I would have done the odd ceremony every now and again with an accompanist. And it was only kind of in the last three or four years I kind of took it up very much as a business. I love doing it. And it was Will actually said to me, he was like, why aren't you just doing it all yourself? Because I play piano as well. So it was crazy to be getting another person in. So I kind of just took the business myself and decided, right, let's do ceremonies. Let's do drink re- drinks receptions. And it just took off from and, there. And, and are people's expectations realistic when when it comes to asking you what you can sing? You know, I, I'd like welcome to the jungle as I'm walking up the <laughs> altar. I mean, do you, do you have to intervene at some point and say, do you know what might be nice? Um, I try not to because I think it's it's their big day so if they have a particular song they want then they should have that Um, I have had a few strange requests Um, they've all turned out really well though yeah like everything works like like, even when people ask me for certain things they're like I know it's just piano and voice but do you think it could work everything can be turned around like I had a bride wanted to walk up the aisle to Neil Diamond Sweet Caroline and you're kind of thinking this could be did a bit dodgy with just piano. Go, oh, oh, Do you know oh, what? They the all middle. started singing as she was coming up and it just, it got the day off to such a great start. So I, I've never turned down a song. There's there's never been a request that I've said, no, I can't do that. And obviously it's a Saturday thing uh, yeah. uh, for the most part. Do you find yourself, you just write your Saturdays off, that's it, you can't, you're yeah, going to be working. It's, <laughs> it's a very antisocial job. Yeah, it is. More antisocial it, than drawing Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, at least you can go in and annoy him in his office like he's not completely locked away somewhere. Um, but it is because I do, I do the nighttime stuff as well. So you really, you need to love it to stick with it, really. Yeah, and yeah. it is, it's going well though, isn't it? You, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You, you, it's, you, it's great, like it can, it can always be busier, obviously. But well, people people great, are always yeah. getting married, which is good. Yeah. You know, you have a steady trade coming through the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh, Let's talk about another passion in your life, uh, Will, if we can. Everton. Oh. Were you always an Evertonian? Uh, you got that toffee to, through and through? Uh, yeah, I came from my uncle, actually. He's been going to games since the 60s. So uh, that's where I was given that particular gift of following a club that hasn't won something in X many years. <laughs> it's kind of a hopeless cause more than anything else. But how did you manage to get involved with the club? Because, you know, everyone's you can be a fan all you want, mm. but then you you kind of get across their radar. Yeah, it was Spider-Man. Spider-Man has opened up a lot of doors for me. And ba- basically, I think they, they saw on Twitter, I, I did a couple of drawings of players just for a bit of fun. And uh, they saw the drawing and just realized very quickly that there's a guy who works drawing Spider-Man as an Everton fan. So they just welcomed me in straight away, which was great. And over the years, I've done quite a bit with both them uh, and then Umbro, the kit supplier and stuff. So I've gotten to go in and meet all the players and... Like I get to like you know pretty much go to a lot of the games that I want to. So as you well. can fanboy your way all the way through Goodison Park yeah. just because you've drawn them. I used to always say that like all all I ever wanted to do when I was younger was either play for Everton or be Spider Man. I just ended up drawing both of them. So <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, it was close was com- enough. There was a common theme. <laughs> I, I, at least you can do that. But it's I suppose it, it's funny that they probably in Everton saw you work because of the internet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's been massive for me. Like, uh, if, if you're an artist nowadays, um, like it, I think that word is kind of gone. You're you're a creative entrepreneur. You're you're running your own business, and uh, and, and you self, you're technically self-employed. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like all my work is done from home, and very important for me. Like my name is my brand, and like my kind of social media profile, and it's the same for Lorraine as well. Like you, you, it's it's one of the key methods of of sh- being able to show your stuff, but also for people to interact with you and. Uh, like, whereas it's nice to like always chat to people who are fans of Spider-Man and things like that, it has also put me on a lot of people's radar. For example, Everton is a perfect example. Yeah. But I'm guessing 10 years ago, right? 
you wouldn't have been able to do this. From no, home. exactly. You'd have to go down to the post office, send off your pictures, yeah. get a reaction in two weeks' time, and then start yeah. again. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that, uh, like, I'm, I'm the, I, like, I was the first Irish guy to be to sign a contract with Marvel, like a full time one with them, and I, I have a feeling that, like, there was probably loads of versions of me before that, like the years gone before, but they wouldn't have had the ability to. Show, share their work with Marvel whereas I was just able to drop them an email and go hey will you look at my updated portfolio and they really were monitoring my work as as I as I got you know as it as it got better I guess um but if I had to do that by sending you know post over like it mightn't have made it or like and it, it just it, it just wouldn't have been as easy to actually to do the work you mm. know so communications with my bosses or anything and you know because you're based you're based on the Ballycotton you've mm-hmm. talked about that before uh couldn't be, you know, on a mainline hub for the broadband. Let's no. put it that way. Um, <laughs> have you managed to overcome that? Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It's uh, it depends on 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 what I'm doing. Like in terms of just sending over my work and stuff like that, it's okay. Um, it's like a classic. If there's a good wind behind it, you'll get there yeah, quickly. Well, yeah. The download limits can be the problem at the moment. Uh, for like so, like like I, let's say if I'm if I need a particularly large file from work or whatever and. Like oh that's gonna go. Pa- I'm allowed ten gigs a day or whatever, and if that's gonna go past it, then I can't download it all because yeah. they kind of shut down my internet. But so. it, it, it's an interesting contrast that you get to sit in Ballycotton looking at the sea. Mm. Use that as an inspiration for both of you, I suppose, in many ways, as opposed to sitting in a box in New York or yeah. a little somewhere where you mightn't necessarily want to be, where you'd never have gone to the club and you'd never have met Laura Jean. I know, yeah, I know. I often think of that actually, yeah. You know, it's, it's, and to, to like. <laughs> no, this wait, wait, wait. Let, let's move on quickly. So, no, no, move no, no, on, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, just, just the whole, like, like, because I could have easily have been over, I was in New York for a while, kind of, you know, I was going over there on the, the 90 days visa thing and just trying to meet as many, network as much as I could or whatever. And I could have, ended up there and I would be allowed to work there now with Marvel but there's there's no need for me to do it from there it's much I, I get more work done back here um you know especially down in Ballycotton it's yeah. great there's there's people there for me to hang out with if I want to but I can also shut my door and just work away the whole time and, and I suppose the fact that you're able to do that courtesy of broadband and 21st century working I presume Laura Jean the internet is huge for you as well I mean how do you put yourself out there as you know two entrepreneurs in front of me how how do you manage to sell your wares um, I find that Facebook is actually the best thing for me just setting up a page on Facebook spreading the word through that um, a lot of the wedding stuff is word of mouth as well once you kind of do someone's the cousin rings you a few months later or something like that as well but um, Facebook is key SoundCloud just for getting the snippets out there just so people can hear you um, and then I have my own website as well, orgenemelody.com. So it, it's it's crucial. Like I don't know how you would have done it without that before. You'd have such a small clientele. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you say, come back down to word of mouth and you might have one bad gig and that might follow you around for a while. If, Hopefully if, if I haven't. No, I'm not saying that you did. I'm saying you might have had it if you were in the 80s. <laughs> Voices were rougher then. Um, the one thing that fascinates me, guys, I mean, how old are both of you? Will, you're what? Uh, 34. And 30. 30. So you're in your 30s. You're both self-employed effectively you're both entrepreneurs is it funny that there's a bit of a change creeping in that a lot of people are now doing that that they're they're becoming their own boss as opposed to being slavishly a staff member I think there's a generational shift and it's about your generation that's doing it yeah well like a lot of my friends went to college to study engineering and all of a sudden I was the guy drawing comics in work and there was no work for them you know six or seven years ago so there was there was definitely a period where like a lot of people my age couldn't find work so a lot of this stuff did start up and there's there's 
it's 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 a mixture of I think that and the fact that you're able to push your own business so much easier now. Like like Laura does with her website and her Facebook, and like I can do with sending my stuff out yeah. there. So what's next? I mean, you've been drawn by demand for how long at this point? What's next for you? Yeah. Um. Well, I actually just finished up uh, a Spider-Man 2099 series, which is Spider-Man from the Future. Uh, and now I'm switching over to a series about Spider-Man's clone. <laughs> so, Spider-Man's clone, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Is so, he a good clone or a bad clone? Uh, he's he. Uh, I can't say actually. Uh, yes, he has his moments. Come out. He has yeah, his moments. His moments. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Laura Jean, for you, is it is it just going to do continue working with the weddings? Have you any plans to yeah, branch out a bit, record I, a bit more, maybe? And possibly, yeah, learn new stuff, record more. It's it's it, there's always something to be done with it. So yeah, and there's always someone getting married. So hopefully it'll keep going. That's it. Yeah. And absolutely, give us the website again because people will be um, lauragemelody.com lauragemelody.com yeah. and we're going to finish up uh, with a song that you're going to perform from us here in the Red FM studio so what are you going to play out of? Um, I'll do Bob Dylan to make you feel my love it's okay. a lovely one for weddings absolutely so. ideal better than Welcome to the Jungle to <laughs> walk <laughs> you up the aisle uh, Will Sliney and Laura Jean thank you so much for joining thank us you. today and the best thank luck you. to you and we'll uh, finish off with a bit of Dylan brilliant
to make you feel my I love. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB, providing innovative Apple solutions for your business. Visit CompuB.com/business.